1: We're back. We are natural born. We're here, and we're not going skiing or something. What was it? What what, what was it? So, um,
0: you love that line. You love. Well, I I changed it.
1: I changed it to natural born because that's kind of the thing now. You know, we gotta have. We're all gonna make sure we're natural born because I'm gonna run for president. You know, am I allowed to say
0: that? What happens if like? I mean that it, that debate is funny to me because I thought it was already kind of settled. Although it is bizarre.
1: Well, it it is. It's really weird. I'm I'm I'm, I'm surprised that uh, well, I didn't mean to get into this this early, but uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and get into this. The whole te- have you been have you been following the Ted Cruz thing with the whole with all the nuts saying, but he might not be eligible. Donald Trump's like, I don't know if he's eligible. It's We did a story on it like three years ago. I feel like this oh, yeah. is like it's old news. Right. But so, you know, people out there saying that, you know, Ted Cruz is is, uh, can't, is, enil, is not eligible for president, or at least hinting at it. It's not that they actually believe well, wait that. A minute, but These people don't actually believe it.
0: If there's any candidate in this election not eligible for president, it might be Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> it's definitely he's, he's lucky, not born in He's America. lucky
1: there's no intelligence test for being president. <laughs> That's all I can... I shouldn't say that because... <laughs> It just flush our chances Look, of getting him I on the do show. Think he,
0: I do think he's intelligent. I do. <clears throat> I think he's savvy. Oh, I think he's intelligent. I think he's hatching this whole thing from some weird little laboratory where he's figuring out how to trick Americans into loving him. He's been doing it for forty years. Do you think he's not? Do you think he's intelligent
1: as far as like high IQ, or you just think he's smart, like he's street smart and he's he gets things
0: figured out. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I, only because I mean, look at the look. He's built a pretty solid empire by figuring out how to manipulate and use rules. He's, and you yeah, may you may not absolutely. need a high IQ to do that. But
1: I, I think he's very savvy. I don't think he. I, let me say this. I don't think he's a dummy. That's for certain. You know. I, I think that uh, he's not an elect. Let's say he's not an he's not an intellectual. But much like well, yours truly. But do you think <laughs> but, his do you think his hair disqualifies him? uh i think his hair i I think his hair is fascinating
0: do you think it's all real well i've seen it in person yeah and i think it's real myself but i think it's just a really intricate comb over yeah i do too i don't
1: i'd be curious not not because i want to see him naked though
0: this is this is taking a turn and we're i would love
1: to see his shower process you know I, what I mean would not. I mean just only from like the shoulders up, right? Well, okay, nipples up. <laughs> this but I'd is like so to see, but I would love to see I would love to see his um like when he washes his hair, right? Cuz you, you got to wash your hair. You, I mean at least what, once a month at least. You know I don't what? know what's
0: your practice? Once a month? I'm I'm actually bored of this. I want to talk about making a murderer.
1: <laughs> That's all <laughs> I ever want to talk about. Okay. So, okay, we'll get into this and then we'll I I know people are people are dying to know what we did over since, since the last time we did, we did a regular show and we had Christmas break and new year's. And then we were off doing things and we'll get into that because I know you people are dying to hear that. Okay. But Billy has this, he has this bug up his rear end about this television show. And what is the show again? Making a murderer or
0: making, why do you say you just made yourself sound 80 years old. It's not a television show. It's a Netflix documentary series. Well, I was watching the it's television not, it's, program. It's not a movie. Turn the program it's on. TV show.
1: Okay. So, okay. So, let's get in. Okay, fine. Let's have a discussion of programming we like. But first, let's talk about Your Idiot, whatever show this is.
0: All right. I loved The Jinx. I think we, we talked about The Jinx. Well, I don't Jinx know what The
1: Jinx is either.
0: You're a fool. Um, I love The Jinx. Which is
1: weird because I'm the one who's usually caught up on pop culture. You're usually just picking your nose. And I usually know what's going on. Jinx I don't know of. And you had to inform me what... Making a murderer is. And I'm a Netflix guy too.
0: We don't even need to get into Jinx. That was HBO. Uh, We don't even need to go there. But these like true crime. We, But not just any true crime because I think some of that stuff can be really boring. But these stories that are real life stories that are – and look, I don't trust any documentaries. So let right. me put that out there. Sure. They always have an agenda. There's no – I really don't believe there's any documentary that's being produced. I mean maybe somewhere out there that's fair. They're not fair. They're coming from a perspective and they're always leaving something out. Oh, there's our our Diet Coke. Okay. That should be like our buzzer for something. Um it could I've be like got, a buzzer for I've, one of my tirades, I've which I'm actually one. about to go on. All right, sorry, okay, um, go, go
1: on your, go do your thing with your, your making a murder
0: nonsense. Anyway, I mean, look, this, I, and this is spoiler alert. You know, tune out if you don't want to know what happens. But Stephen Avery, convi- he was convicted of murder in 2007. Right. Like I don't, I can't even go to all into all the details because it's crazy. But he had been exonerated for a previous crime where he served 18 years. It was an attempted rape. He served 18 years, and the Manitowoc wisconsin police department um was being sued he was suing them after the 18 years because he was exonerated and apparently felt that they didn't do their due diligence and and
1: let me interrupt here i think that everybody who gets exonerated should sue the pants off everybody involved every organization involved and put for putting them behind bars I absolutely I think think
0: if you're falsely accused in any way and you have to go through go through court and whatever you should sue but if especially if you go to jail yeah Um, absolutely I I think
1: I I, to me millions of dollars is not is not uh, out of line to sue people for for if you're falsely imprisoned especially for 18 years sue the pants off these people.
0: Right, so now he's suing the police police department. And by the way, this is the hometown of former (laughs) front page managing editor John Seidel. I should point that out. out. Um, It's it's only coincidental. There is absolutely (laughs)
1: no connection that we can prove with regard to Seidel and rape cases, which someone has been exonerated for and another one that's allegedly maybe he'll be exonerated for. So they're searching for the actual person and someone we know... Is from there? Well, they, they actually found ran the actual, from there. So that
0: was how he he was exonerated. They found the actual person. Oh, okay. According and to it the wasn't, documentary, and it wasn't Seidel. Well, according to the documentary, this corrections officer, um, and I'm not going to name him because I don't, whatever. Mm. I think these people have been named enough. But this corrections sure. officer had received a phone call. Um, and I don't want to get this wrong, but from another, basically a guy had been arrested. It was from another jail saying this guy claims that there's another guy serving prison time, Stephen Avery, for a crime that he actually did. Right. And they ignored the call. and he, So he could have been let out years before. And and here's the crazy part. That corrections officer became a police officer who was involved in the later murder trial um, with, with, with Stephen Avery. So anyway, he gets out of jail and he then files this lawsuit. Now, depositions for the lawsuit are like in October of 2005, I think it was. And he's accused of murder like November 3rd. He's accused of this woman's murder. Now, look, her remains are found on his property, charred and burned. Her car is, the the family owned this like car disposal lot. Her car is found in the disposal lot. So I'm not going to go on and on, but it looks like he did it. Yeah. But then there's a lot of really weird things yeah. that look like there's a little bit of doubt there, maybe. So
1: do you think Seidel has kept up on this story? Now, both I know stories, he has. We've no, talked about no, it. Has Seidel, is Seidel, are both stories, jin, uh, uh, not both stories, both cases involving Avery, both from Seidel's hometown? Yes. So does Seidel know this guy, Stephen Avery?
0: He didn't know him, but he remembered being in high school when this trial was going on because it wasn't just Stephen Avery. There was—I don't think it was John's high school, but there was another. His nephew, his sixteen-year-old nephew, oh, really? um, was also arrested in this case and is serving a life sentence. have Seidel's number. I do. Do we want to call? Yeah, let's Seidel? call him. Let's, I mean, why not? My gosh! I, okay, this is amazing. We're gonna call John Seidel. All right, let me let me get it. Hold on. All right. I just think like it's this is while we're calling John, the reason I'm obsessed with this is more so because I think there are very few examples of explorations of the justice system. Yep. And I'm not saying that the documentary is accurate and I'm not saying that, but <laughs> it has
1: nothing to have- do with any personal biases you might have from your sordid past.
0: My <laughs> sword Yes. Yes. When I was, when I was exonerated <laughs> after serving no time, um, I was never exonerated because you know I'm not. I'm not actually a criminal. But we should tell the story you're referring to at some point because that we think do need would to. I don't do think we have the time today. But no, we, we should can't absolutely it. do that sometime. We can. not You're legally um, covered to tell that whole story, right? I mean, that's. Not I that. don't. That's a good question. Actually, that that's something that I've been. I, yeah, I, I'm like 90% sure, but I'd have to check. <laughs> with that 10% people. that I'm praying for. I am. Yeah, well, for that because that's the last thing you want is to end up in trouble for telling a story that you. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> no reason why I shouldn't be right. able to
1: right all right so especially if you don't use any names right
0: i love using names but yeah especially if you don't use any names right. people are like dying to know now <laughs> and i'm sure <laughs> yes, they're just tens Nobody's... of tens of people are begging <laughs> to find out what Pedro's fiercely <laughs> googling um it's john oh enough you answer your phone this, this is, is john really this is, this is john <laughs> you're on the I'm church like... boys wait, wait. Live! Not really live, well, but live to recorded, us. being recorded on you the okay? church. Boys. You okay with that, John? John?
2: <laughs> wait.
0: Hello, John? Did John, just hang up. Oh, wait. He actually has bad service. He told oh. me this. He might be able to. He has bad service where he works. All right. Hang up and call him back. Well, I don't know. I think we, oh. need, we need a work number, but he might actually be doing work. Oh, I'm. He oh, hold what, on are you kidding? I'm, it's Friday. Saito's not. Doesn't Sidle just
1: after ten o'clock a.m. on I, Friday? Seidel stops working.
0: I don't know. I feel like he's probably like watching this documentary at his desk secretly because I over know he's just, over just over, as obsessed looking with looking to see if
1: there's pictures of him. Listen, am I in the background of any of these photos? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: he's, um, hoping,
0: he's hoping he sees somebody he knows or a relative. Wait, can I share the craziest thing? I, I, I don't even care. I'm going to share it, no matter yeah, what you say. But the craziest claim about this case is that the police were apparently searching for days. Now, by the way, Manitowoc is the county where this happened, right. but a different county was managing the case, and it was it was said that oh, hold on, we're getting a phone call from right. John Seidel to the to Skype. Nice. Yes, John Seidel, are you there?
3: This is a collect call. From the Mantua County
0: Correctional. Institute. <laughs> yes! How'd you know? <laughs> That's what we're talking about because I'm obsessed with it. That's what
1: we called you, but now you okay? I know. You okay coming on now? Yeah, yeah.
3: I was actually I was in an elevator.
1: All right. So, of course you were visiting Stephen Avery. I assume. Wait, wait. Did you say you were, Did you say you were in, in an elevator, or you're wearing elevator shoes? Because we know you have some height issues.
3: I got some pumps. I got some pumps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like like Marco Rubio's boots, I suppose. <laughs>
3: oh Oh, uh, I- listen. Can I? I actually, I'm glad you called because I was gonna raz Billy, as every person should do every week. Right. But and and I guess Chris, you'll be razzed too here. Oh man! But I'm thinking, why is the interview with Dean Strange on the Church Boys podcast? Like because <laughs> we're you awesome, shameless. Because we're awesome.
1: Because we're awesome. That's why it's our it's our high level of awesomeness. Everybody knows this. There's piles and piles of awesomeness laying around here.
0: Basically, if I do an interview now with anybody, it could be the Dalai Lama. It could be uh, you know Stephen Avery. It's going on the Church Boys. It's
1: not just faith stuff. We're pop culture. You know.
0: Yeah. So there you go. There you go.
3: Yeah. I, I guess so. I guess so. Did I you listen
0: like, to the interview?
3: No, I, I actually just saw the tweet. Um, I was in the meetings this morning. and I just saw the tweet.
0: You got to listen to it. There's know. some crazy stuff in there. There's some really interesting stuff in there.
3: But, well, listen, I, this is like, I mean, this is my hometown. I grew up in the 54220.
0: That's what Billy. Did you said. ever go to Avery's Salvage Yard?
3: <laughs> I have. I had driven past it. Did
0: I? <laughs> well, all right. And, <laughs> go, Michigan, go, go. I want to hear what we are
3: we Where Brendan Dassey went to high school, Michigan, my parents have a, or we have a family like,
0: Cabin on Lake Michigan, right there. So what by you're cab- saying by, is cabin, you're, you you by cabin do you mean trailer? By cabin do you mean trailer?
3: Maybe. <laughs> Wait, listen. I need you
0: to tell me because I'm a, I'm completely infatuated and obsessed with this case. I've I've actually reached out to the to cats the cats the prosecutor to ask him to come on as well. What do you? What are your thoughts? Without getting yourself in trouble, not that you get yourself in trouble, but like, what do you think? Yeah. Wh- Tell me.
3: I would say I would say this and and, and I, I wrote an article about it um this week for Ryan Second and uh it's done, done really well and, and I vowed in there that I wasn't going to give my opinion about what I thought. And so I, I will I will uh tow I want tow a, a line here. Yeah. But I will say I have read um everything on the case, uh, you know, since since the show came out. Um, and I don't think, you know, one of the big arguments right now is, well, they left so much stuff out of the documentary. Well, okay, we we being in the news business understand that there is always editing that takes place, right? You right. can never fully have everything. Now, that being said, uh, yeah, there is some stuff. But I will say, and I and I put a link to this in my post, is that, Billy, I think your article, uh, or excuse me, it was Oliver's article, um, where the defense kind of offers some rebuttals to to those arguments is a very important article.
0: Um, he offers other rebuttals as well. And by the way, remember, what you and I had an offline conversation about the keys in the room, the key in the room. He talks a lot about the key in the interview that I did with him today. And it's interesting because... That key, obviously, and this is what I was gonna say before we called you, that key only has it's her car key that she owned for six years. It only has Stephen Avery's DNA on it, which seems to me impossible. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and the other thing though, that and they argued this in court and it was left out of the documentary, was that there were no other keys on that keychain, and there is a picture of her standing in front of the yeah. car holding the key, but there are other keys in the keychain, it oh, looks yeah. like.
3: Yeah.
0: That's kind of so crazy. Here's
3: what I'll say. Again, I said I wasn't even quite in my opinion. This is as close as I'll get. Okay, and and and, and, and in the end, it's really how do. Is that it seems to me that there is enough um, questions that I feel if there's a way, a legal remedy, a legal way to give him a new trial. There's at least enough stuff that would, would seem to make sense to me to give a new trial. Yeah. Okay. Now that's I don't know the legal wranglings, right? You you know, some well, well, everything's been exhausted and there's no way to give them a new trial. Okay, I get that. But I'm just saying, it seems to me that a new trial would make would be justified if there's a legal way to do it.
0: Yeah. Well so he, Dean Strang did talk about that too, so I won't spoil that for people you should listen to, but he addresses what he thinks would need to happen. Um, in order for that, and it is possible, he he said. But you know, obviously, evidence is the key. What, but not just evidence. New technology. And yeah. He talked a little bit about that. What technologies could be used that they didn't have back in two thousand and seven that they now have access to?
1: And and I would mm-hmm. say, as as someone who's not watched the show because it just doesn't interest me at all.
3: Are you? Do you have
1: a heartbeat. You have a heartbeat. I know. A It's isn't it insane? <laughs> Billy it's, says it's that, that Opalka and I are the only people on the planet who are refusing to watch this. But I didn't Michael know
3: Michael Pelka hasn't watched. No, but here's what oh. Mike would have gotten like a pre a pre DVD of the whole thing. Oh
0: please. <laughs> Michael Pelka, he's going he went on and on about how the first episode was so boring. I'm like, yeah, hey, you gotta get past the first episode. So okay, so Wow. I let me say. And and I'm, and I'm
1: usually on top of pop culture, as I said earlier before this phone call and yeah, keep telling I, yourself and, that. And Billy told me about this show this week. It's the first I'd ever heard of it. And I'm a, I'm a Netflix guy. I try to keep up on what's going on around the world, on pop culture, all that stuff. This is the first I'd heard of it. Anyway, going by, and now I'm refusing to... The, secretly, I'm actually kind of interested in the, because of the things that Billy has said. But publicly, the more people tell me I have to watch this, the less likely I am to watch it. That All that said, from the things that you guys have said... My response to the critics who would say, well, at least so much out is, what's left out is the stuff that was used to convict him. What's the important stuff is, the stuff that should be causing reasonable doubt. And that's the stuff yeah, that this, right. this documentary apparently is bringing up. And I, and I hear the things that right. Billy says and that you have said and other people have said. It seems to me like there was, should have been enough reasonable doubt to at least lead to a mistrial. Well, I, go ahead, John. Well, I
3: was going to say, that aside, Chris, I would, you know the article that I wrote this week is taking three reasons why you should watch the show and and, and basically it's this one, matters of life and death matter right it, you know whether whether um, she you know if, if if Stephen Avery and Brendan death killed her. Right, it's an important issue to be up, uh, up about, yeah. you know, and 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 in the know about. Yeah. If they didn't, and they're unjustly being in, in behind jail, then I think you deserve to know about that. Two matters of justice and injustice. Me as a Christian, I feel I feel like my faith called me to stand up for what's right. And so in this case, again, you got the two sides. If 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 they really are the murderers, and and so many people are saying, oh you know, they're not, they're not guilty, well, I, I should stand up for what's right, or at least be in, try to be informed enough to do that. Yeah. And then three, I think we should all be culturally conversant. I think, yep. you know, this is, a, this is, I would say, one of the hottest topics in pop culture, which is the justification you two gave for um, it being <laughs> talked about on the church Voice. Um So then if it is culturally relevant, I think it's good to watch it, yeah. you know, so that you are informed.
0: Yeah. And, I think that's true. And that's.
1: true. No, and I, yeah, and, I, and, really and I, I t- there's not, there's not a, a word that you said that I disagree with, you know, other than there are other things that, if we're talking 10 hours of television or 10 hours of documentary, as Billy would point out, it's not a television show, Chris. It's a Netflix documentary series. Okay. Fine. Okay. But it would, I, I need to then carve, I find those 10 hours to watch stuff when I've got other things I like to watch and, you know, Chris, other things Chris to do. nothing else will
0: matter once you get to episode three. You okay. will not stop until you I, finish.
1: Just no sleeping. No right,
3: no. and I'll tell you this, Chris. I, I, it was it was haunting me so much. I woke up at 2.30 one morning after having gone to bed at about 10.30, 11, and watched three episodes before work
1: one morning. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's
3: how ridiculous... Like it
1: captivates you. So now you l- just let can't me ask. Stop. Let me now let me ask you this, John. And this isn't meant to be a gotcha or anything. I'm just simply asking because I'm curious. Was your dr- r- initial draw to watching the show the subject matter or the fact that it was a case in your hometown?
3: Well, it's a, that's a hard question to answer because um, I mean it's both. Because you know I was a serial fan, but I, I probably um, I grew up on this case. Right. Yeah. I mean, so it's like it it's a, it's a part of my it's a part of my upbringing, um, and and I don't mean that in a in a very good way. I mean, it, yeah. it, that the case captivated our county and our state, and as you see in the documentary, I mean, there were Dateline specials on it. So right. um, I was drawn to it because I was let me put this it because I thought I was familiar with the case. Right. I mean, there right. were things I saw in it that I uh, didn't know about. Right, Um, as in episode four, which I will not ruin for you, but let's just say there's something involving scotch tape that I think, like, I I think I screamed out loud, like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, really? Um, The blood uh, vial, John. The blood vial. The blood. The blood vial. The the blood vial.
1: Things that I've read and heard about uh, fascinate me. Like, how do you? How does that possibly not cause reasonable doubt? Again, not saying he's innocent, but saying.
0: A jury, that that would seem to me
1: that would cause reasonable doubt. Why didn't it?
0: John, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the jury started out in this case, and again, I want to reiterate, I'm not saying he's innocent either, but when the jury started out in this case, seven of them thought he was not guilty, and somehow um, that changed throughout the deliberations. Am I correct on that?
3: So that's what, I think, Dean Strange said in the last episode, that it was seven, three, and two, meaning uh, seven thought he was, uh, uh, not guilty. Three, um, either three thought he was guilty, and two were unsure. Right, right, or vice versa. Was guilty. So it was, yeah, it was something like that. But it was basically seven, three, two. Um, and I thought it was interesting. You know, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday that uh, the filmmaker said, uh, you know, one of the jurors reached out to them. And this is a point that is really interesting: is that he was convicted of the murder, but not convicted, found not guilty of mutilating the corpse right mutilating the corpse that's strange right Hmm. that that doesn't make sense right because if if he if if you believe what the prosecution said that like the killing and the dismembering was all in the same thing well then why would you believe the prosecution that he killed her but then didn't mutilate her corpse and so what the what the filmmaker said is that that the juror said that they really were split and really couldn't make up their minds, and so they thought that if they convicted on the murder but not on the dismemberment, that that would send a signal to, you know, the judges and the people involved in the appeals process that he, you know, that he should be, uh, 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 it should be reversed.
1: So so what this, what this documentary series then reveals isn't, you know, mistreatment of, you know, mishandling of cases by prosecutors, bad defense, actual crime. It's the fact that when when we're judged by a jury of our peers we are screwed because we're <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> governed, we're governed we're governed and judged by morons what idiot says that well well is there the is ins- there is there are there accusations within the documentary that there was jury tampering of any kind
0: they allude they no no, no but i feel like i've seen things where that's been alluded to but i think i feel like that's highly unlikely but weren't there two jurors and i I could be wrong. This I'm just. This is like gossip. Weren't there two uh-huh. jurors who were related to two people in the Manitowoc Police Department? I, I had heard that that there was some weird thing going on. Again, that may not be true. So I don't want to spread something that's not true. But one quick thing: what you just said, John, about the body, I it's interesting. Dean Strang alluded to this in his interview with me that there was evidence that the that the prosecutors had, I believe, and I don't understand exactly how this shook out, but that the body was burned somewhere else and moved. To hmm. that burn pile, which doesn't really make sense to me.
3: And I think is this is this the point where they talk about in the documentary? There were there were some bones found in a quarry about yeah. a mile away. Yes. Uh, something like that too. So
0: yeah. interesting. Why would you? Yes. So if, if you're moving the body though, and this is what he said, if you can get people to realize, okay, well the body's been moved, well then then you could maybe get them to think, well maybe it wasn't him who moved the body because it's in a burn pit in his front yard. If it wasn't burned there, why is it in that burn pit?
3: Hmm. Great point, and I think I want to come back to something you said, Chris, because I think this is missed by a lot of people, right? And, and and I think some people dismiss it as oh, you're just trying to be you know focus on minutia, right. But the question is not if Stephen Avery um, uh, uh, innocent or not guilty, right? right. The question is, um, is there reasonable that de- is he not guilty and is there reasonable uh, or at least reasonable doubt that he's guilty
2: right right, right. The,
3: the 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 defense does not have to show that he is hands down not guilty they, they don't have, have to show innocence defense. at all
1: no they don't have to prove any innocence they don't have to prove not guilty they the it's uh, the, the 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 responsibility rests on the prosecutor
3: right and and I Think that whether you you know wherever you fall on this on this case is that is something you should continually revisit in your mind yep. just in general. And in my and in my in my story, I kind of point out this is this case is just an example of, of several others that will happen you know in the years to come and others that have happened before. And right. that is it it, it. it makes you think about justice, injustice, um, and especially I think you know the system and, and and what people are charged to
1: do does, does yeah. the documentary do a good job i mean it's raising doubt obviously or raising it's telling the story and why there maybe should be reasonable doubt in the case does the does the documentary do a good job of of not pushing him as innocent but to say reasonable doubt is something that should have come into this verdict
3: um i think the documentary goes a little further than that once yeah. you say billy i yeah. i don't do you think that i don't think it, it don't has think
1: he... it has an advocacy angle Avery, I think so. A pro Avery angle.
3: Yeah, I think it does. I think, think that's. So. I think it's fair to say that 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 it's it's much more trying to show that he's hmm. instead of just showing reasonable doubt, it's trying to show he's innocent. I think it's fair to say. Hmm. Um, can I can I say one more so, thing,
0: John? That. I, and I want you. I want to get your comment on this because I I thought it was odd. You know, a lot of people were upset that they didn't include the fact that her palm pilot and phone were in the burn pile, and that her camera was like twenty feet from his door, but his front door. But what I thought about that was it doesn't really prove anything either way because either he did it and here stuff was there, um, or it was planted there. You know, to try yeah, to make I mean, the case. I,
3: that's a good point. I haven't found that as I've read. I I have seen people. My brother-in-law Uh, um who's adamant that 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 he is still guilty you know brought that up and and that i i don't know yeah that's never really struck me i mean i mean think about it this way if you believe that police could plant a key then you could believe that they could you know plant a palm pilot and a purse and, and that kind of thing right so um, that has never really struck me, and so again, and, I, and also I make clear, you know, I'm talking about this as a, as a personal person. I don't speak for my organization or whatnot. And, and again, I'm, I'm not saying whether I think he's he's guilty or innocent. Um, it would just seem to me um, that that there are at least enough questions that there is a legal remedy to revisit. If a reasonable judge or person, it would seem. Might find that to 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 you know rule in that way.
0: Yeah, and you know one other point we haven't talked much about Brandon Dassey, but I read through like a 24 page interview that he did, one of the many with with police or with an investigator, and there are points where it seems like he's describing an event in which she was brought to the garage, she was she was screaming, you know, he, he it does seem like his nephew is describing these things, and then there are other points where it seems like they're put, pulling this information out of him by suggesting it, and, you know, that to me was fascinating to read, because instead of just what they show you in the documentary, you kind of get the full picture, and I think when you get the full picture, there's a little more of like, okay, well... At moments, it does seem like he's saying that they did this, and he has some details. And at other moments, it does seem like they're leading him instead of just they're leading him. Um, so that was fascinating to me, too. So-
3: has has, has um, uh, District Attorney uh, uh, Kraft, has he gotten back to you about whether he'll, he'll speak to you?
0: He has not, but you know what I love about his website? And I just want to point this out, and I'm not putting him down. It's just funny. like He's got links to everything, to the sex scandal articles, to everything on his website. Um, And for those who don't know, he had a scandal of his own after this case. Um, But I really would love to talk with him because I think he deserves a chance to make the case. I think everybody's sort of pouncing on him right now. Um, But look, they clearly thought there was evidence, and for whatever reason – um this trial happened and a jury found him guilty and so he has every right to make that case and I, and I think I'm I'm interested to hear it and does, I think it would okay, sway so, my confusion on some of these things so does, possibly. Does does
1: the series allude at all to why it is if 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 indeed Avery is is innocent but he was railroaded in some way or framed in some way what the reason was for his being framed if indeed he yes. was? Yes. What's the what would be the reason yeah. for framing? Is he is it a cover the, up? The,
0: the lawsuit, the thirty six million dollar lawsuit, so just, that the it, county would have had to pay. So okay, so it was simply it was simply the lawsuit. Now Dean Strang said at the end of the interview we did with him on on the show, you know, he said, "Hey, you know, my fear is that basically, to paraphrase, that that the police, you know, discovered that this person had died and said, said oh, that seems like Stephen Avery,' and then they were sort of biased in that direction and they only looked at the evidence that pointed to that." Uh. For whatever reason, right, and overlooked maybe and, other details.
3: And that, uh, Chris, you know, it, you know, I'm not trying to spoil too much, but if you don't get a chance to watch it, that's okay. And that, uh, I think, what they what they suggest is that follows a similar pattern to what happened to him in the first case where he was, uh, you know, falsely convicted of rape. Is that is that they say um, the police, you know, uh, got word of this woman being raped. They said that you know, oh, that sounds like Stephen Avery, and then disregarded or failed to um, properly investigate other possibilities.
1: So, this is your John. This is your hometown police police force. Do they have a history or a reputation of uh, mismanagement or mishandling legal cases?
3: No, uh, uh, no, they do not. And, and let me just uh, let me uh, clarify. Is that it's not the Manitowoc Police Department; it's the Manitowoc County Sheriff's Department. Um, just a small little difference, because I have seen um, some some people go out to the Manitowoc Police Department, where you know you know they're kind of like, "Hey, we had nothing to do. You know, this is this is completely nothing to do with that. So right. uh, so, so people who are directing their anger at the Manitowoc Police Department, that um, that you know, hey, I've I've seen some pretty vile things posted on the Facebook page of the Mantua County Sheriff's Department and Billy, that that's a potential story right there. I mean it I mean, come on, you know, uh, mm-hmm. let's let's be adults here. Um um it's pretty yeah. ridiculous some of the things that are being posted. Um uh where even if you think maybe Stephen Avery you know if you think Stephen Avery may be innocent, does it justify some of those things? Because the there are, uh, listen, one of my former football coaches is a Mantua County sheriff. Great guy. Great guy. Not involved in this case. Um, nice guy. You know, you know uh, I had another uh, 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 guy that, um, you know, I know on the Manitowoc Police Department. So there are very good people here. And I just want to make that clear, what, whatever you think about Stephen Eary's guilt or anything. But no, Chris, I mean, um, and I say that, okay, I say that um, with uh, my sister having gone through the Mantua City and County uh, 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 system, right? Mm-hmm. My sister. She was arre- She was arrest.
1: Been- she was arrested and processed, and was in the part of the system. You say there?
3: Yeah, my my sister was a crack addict, right? She was she was busted for. Um, a possession with intent to deliver. She she has gone before both of the judges in uh, in the documentary, Judge wow. Patrick Willis and, and Judge Fox. You know, and so and so I can tell you, I say that to say I don't think you know that before any of this discussion happens, you'd ask me you know is, is something with this issue going on and said no, and I still say there are very good people. And, uh, and, uh, it, you know, my point being, some people would, would, would probably say, you could say that I, I would have an axe to grind against these people because my, you know, my sister went through this, this process. And no, right. my sister was, my sister was guilty. She deserved, you know, to spend <laughs> time in prison for yeah. what she did. Um, and, and Judge Willis, uh, and Judge Fox gave her plenty of chances to, um, straighten up and she didn't,
0: you know, and, and I don't blame them for,
1: for convicting her. Hmm. All right. Well, this, well, this is great. This well, is, listen, John, we, we so, might have
0: you back if new things develop. Yeah. And, and so where do where yeah. do people,
1: where do people find this, uh, this uh, piece that you wrote about watching this or why people should watch it?
3: So if you just go to, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash I'm second. It, it, it's there or just I am second.com slash blog. Okay. Um, and it'll be up there.
1: All right. Any chance you're going to write a piece for uh, podcast hosts who are uh, out of touch with reality and are Star Trek nerds on why you should watch the new Star Wars movie?
3: Um, you know, I don't think that, um, <laughs> that... For that, I can just tweet a link to you guys. You
0: know, it's okay. like, why waste my time? <laughs> <laughs> I am not a Star Trek fan. I don't understand are... why this is a theme.
1: Okay, uh, John? Half the hosts of yeah. this half the hosts of this show have been to a Star Trek convention. Did you know that?
3: That would that be
1: you? No. <laughs> that would Bill? be Billy. Yeah. And he has he has a he has it's this, this incredible, well, inappropriate fantasy with what's her name, Counselor
0: Troy? What's her name? The actress. Oh, um I, for some reason, I almost just said Axana Bayul. I have no clue <laughs> why. Um what, <laughs> I know, I Marina Sartis. He's going
1: that's through his list of people he has fantasies of. <laughs> <up>. Marina Sartis, <laughs> I right. believe is her name. Anyway, I, uh,
3: Billy,
0: why did you do this? He, when when he I was, first of all, I was like seven years old. So and we're he talking insisted about... to
1: his parents that he wanted to go to a Star Trek convention. So they dressed him up and they took him to the Star Trek convention. Anyway, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and Billy is not. So I swear he's there's something wrong with him. But you know, we'll I walk. haven't we'll seen that.
3: the new Star Wars yet. I want to, um, but when you have an eight month old, yeah. I, I let my wife my wife wanted to go to a movie, and so kind of like
1: well, don't you guys
3: one, you to pick one to go? So you have went. you yeah.
1: have a you have a crib in your house, right?
3: <laughs> and a just, monitor, right? Well, uh, you have
1: uh, a you have a crib. Just put if you're afraid she's gonna just put you know a piece of plywood over the top. She'll be fine. It's just a couple hours.
0: <laughs> and John, is that bad John, parenting? I I honestly think you should take no advice that that Chris gives you. <laughs> I think that's probably why. Yeah, it's probably for the best in general. Yeah. All right, well, buddy. Listen, you
3: guys have a, a great weekend, and, and Chris, I hope you I hope you watch.
1: I, I you know what you guys have you guys have almost got me convinced that I should watch. It's just a matter of finding the time now,
0: right? Oh, calm down. I, you have and the I time.
3: Would be I'll be interested to know your opinion afterwards, Chris. Like I said, I, yeah. I, I'm 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 trying to be very fair here and and not give my opinion just because I don't want to muddy any waters of yeah. uh, you know I I speak for myself, but even then it's you know True. not worth it. But yeah, um, I'll be interested. Since you are paid to give
1: your opinion, to uh, hear what you say. <laughs> I, well, it, I, I I am interested, and I'm almost done with The Man in the High Castle, so that will give me some I, free I, time, I, and uh, and watch. Like, maybe oh, what on well, like episode four
3: or five? It's
1: fantastic. Yeah. It is it's fantastic. Yeah, and the, like, and the crazy thing is, so the crazy thing is, I don't want to spoil. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. It is it is really really good. Um, I'm on the last episode, so I'm,
3: episode.
1: I'm on episode ten of ten right just, now.
3: Okay, we just finished and we might actually might be further. We just finished where um Oprah Group in Theater uh, just turned in Joe.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, you've got so wh- here's the funny thing. So it's a, it's it's a sci fi book. I've never read the book, but I've ordered it since watching this and it's it should be here Monday. It's a sci- it's a sci- it's based on a sci fi book but and it's built as a drama slash thriller slash sci fi show. And is there anything other than the fact that it's a retelling of history, just imagining it as something else? There's nothing yet that you've seen that feels sci-fi, right? Right. Okay. Episode 10. Well, end of episode nine and episode 10, you start to get the sci-fi feel.
3: Really? Yeah.
1: Did you watch? Did you watch? (laughs) Did you watch? were Were you a lost fan at all?
0: This show has devolved. Were you a fan of Lost at all, Seidel? Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay.
0: He okay. said he was, but then he fell asleep too. So,
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge Lost fan. You start to get a little bit of that vibe. Now I've not finished episode ten. Lost is awful. The way it ends enough. is awful. You're it's awful. It's terrible. It's awful. Oh, so anyway, you're gonna. I like
3: Lost. I, I hate Lost. You're
1: you're you're gonna like you're gonna like uh, you're gonna like this series. So Lost all is right. awful. All
3: right. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> Good news. All oh, right. All right, buddy. I'll to you I'll
0: talk to you soon. Goodbye. You know how, what you think, Chris? All Lost right. Have terrible. a good weekend. Okay. Yes. Lost's Lost ending is terrible. <laughs> 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 no, Lost is a great show, and then it's the end t- happens, t- and t- once you know, once you know what the end is, I have no interest in watching it now. Oh, I loved.
1: I, I, en- you know, I had a lot of friends who were Lost fans who didn't like the ending, or maybe they didn't understand it. They're Like, eh, I really, I kind of liked the ending. I thought it fit.
0: But what, what does it even mean? Nobody knows. I hate... You have to tell... I need you to know all, what happened. You want every question answered. You want every I want C crossed, every I die
1: Dotted. You're just... Because you're a ninny. And I that's want how closure.
0: Goes. I don't want a lazy... We entered a church and we're not sure if we're in heaven or hell or what. I don't want that. <laughs> I, and it's funny we're talking about this because I walked in the house the other day and my wife was playing the last scene as I walked oh, really? in. And I like rolled my eyes. I love it.
1: And I love the conversation that Hurley has with... with uh, Is it Ben? Ben at
0: the end of, of the last... Anyway... Uh, you know, the, I think we need to actually play our interview here. So, uh, which interview? I think we, I think, huh? We need to get
1: it's into a, that other the. Yes, we'll get. Let's get into that. From but I think the biggest news to come from our interview that we had with Seidel, dude played football. Who'd have guessed? He did play football. Yeah. I know. Powderpuff, I think, but you know, strange, football, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. So anyway, all right. So uh, I don't have my awkward transition music up, so we'll just. We have an interview coming up. Which one are we going to do first?
0: Um, what do you think? I don't know. I I feel like... <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> iPods, like, across, iPods across the country are clicking off right I'm, now. I'm, I'm actually thinking... Okay, and okay let's do...
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Kevin Bywater. <laughs> okay. First of all, nobody's using iPods anymore, I don't think. Okay, phones, whatever, computers. You, you, that's your second reference that make made you sound like 2008 today. Um, <laughs>
1: you know it's, I'm awful.
0: You are. No, I'm actually the el- more elderly one. But today you are yeah. for some reason. I don't know. Um, What's going on? I think we should go with Kevin Bywater first. We should talk about okay. Islam and Christianity. All because- right.
1: so tell people about the st- the reason
0: that we called Kevin in the first place. So basically, for those who don't have a pulse, um, there is a professor at Wheaton <laughs> College. <laughs> Actually, you would only know this if you follow faith. and we've, we've covered it a couple of times. But this professor, Professor Hawkins um, at Wheaton College, she announced in December, on December 10th, that she'd start wearing a hijab. And she was going to wear it to stand in solidarity with Muslims. No, so it now, wasn't because she was cold. Because she was cold. Because she felt that Muslims had been attacked mm-hmm. in this country and, and you know, she wanted to stand with them. She's a Christian. Again, and Wheaton, Wheaton is, is an evangelical yeah, school. Yeah, there you go. Um, so Wheaton what had no problem t- what with what does she that. teach at okay. political science. Now, Wheaton had no problem with that. What Wheaton had a problem with is that in her proclamation on Facebook announcing this, she had a line in that proclamation about how how Christians and Muslims worship the same God, okay. and that is what opened the floodgates to total chaos. Yeah. She's been suspended. <laughs> There's this battle back and forth. Oh, it's crazy. It is now her, her the hijab is off because Advent is over, so she wore it just for the Advent season. But so she, she wait, wait. has been she recommended wore, to be fired. She wore, <laughs> She wore a Muslim hijab to
1: celebrate half of Advent. You know what, Chris? I, Does that make any sense? I, look, this woman I, disease, this, sense, this Okay, this woman needed to be fired <laughs> for, being a mor- for being a moron.
0: <laughs> that's terrible. I, I did try to get her on our show. She's ignored yeah. me. But, okay, never mind. Know, She's not a moron. She should come on the look, show. Look, I, I think really... Mm-hmm in the scheme of things, it's sort of bizarre to me. I understand wanting to make a statement, sure, but it seems provocative and needlessly so. Yeah, that's weird. I, it's very odd. But anyway, we, we decided to reach out and talk with somebody who is way more knowledgeable than Chris and I ever dreamed of being. Oh. And that's Kevin Bywater. He is a scholar in residence over at Summit Oxford. It's basically a, it's a study abroad program. And, um, and in fact, one of our new reporters at The Blaze was part of that program, Carly you, Hoylman, yes. um, who we actually should prank after this. Um, okay. Before we end the show. But I love that this whole show became the, the documentary that we you've haven't been even got
1: to, We haven't even got to what we did over the christmas
0: break no Do you realize nobody cares i care not even pedro cares i know all right anyway i ate so we a co- lot of food and cracked a tooth <laughs> there you go there's, there's the cliff notes version <laughs> um so it's just a like a regular year of the regular weekend for you then well honestly somebody should film me getting a root canal because it will probably oh, I, be oh, a viral I, can video you
1: periscope it or something oh it'd be great could you be crying
0: I right, we'll be screaming and squirming. You're such a baby. Well, I want to scream. I'll make that uh, uh, that like <laughs> noise you know? when it's happening. I've never <laughs> had anything done but a filling and I can't handle a filling. So give, I, I actually might ask. <laughs> I had for a filling ass. with no
1: Novocaine. Well at least half no, half of it was
0: no Novocaine.
1: Anyway, yeah, now sorry. the story
0: changes quickly and no, quickly.
1: No, 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 no. I told you this before.
0: The Novocaine wore off
1: halfway through.
0: I that happened to me with a getting a tooth pulled. <laughs> it was awful. I felt it detached from my jaw. Anyway, let, let's just let's just move on okay, so and him play him this about interview Kevin, about right. Islamic but look, no, b- before we play it, the central question is do Muslims and Christians worship the same God? And right. that's what we asked um Kevin to to discuss and he did a great job of it. And so And he and his he, and,
1: and we talked to him he has an excellent piece on it. It's about do Christians, Mormons and Muslims worship the same God?
0: I was about to say roll it and you just kept talking. I, I but.
1: Know. But he doesn't get into the the Mormon thing at all, it's just for people who are leery that kind of stuff. He does, actually, though, because it was brought up, and I think it's an important point to talk about, the Judaism angle as well. I thought that was yes. fascinating. So, he, Well, by the way, he
0: was a Mormon, so that's why right. he's, you know, it's that's not just why like he's, this random right. Right. He's not, jump. Right, he's, he's, yeah.
1: not, he's not some sort of crazy anti-Mormon person. He's like a former Mormon who now uh, is, you know, uh, evangelical. Not. So now not. Not a yes. Mormon. No, but right. um,
0: but yeah, I think you're, and you're right. I think that's the thing to listen for too is what he has to say about Judaism because that's one of the critic, you know, critiques is that oh well, Christians are so nice to you know the God of the Jews, right. but they're not right. nice to the God of the Muslims. Anyway, right, right. roll it. It's Billy Hollowell here with the Church Boys podcast, and I have Chris Field, obviously my co-host on the line, and we also have a special guest on today, and that special guest is Kevin James Bywater, and Kevin is the director and resident scholar of the Summit Oxford Study Center, um, and you're, you're in England right now, correct? I am in England. How long have you, how long have you lived in England? I've lived in England uh, with my family now for about 12 years. Oh, Wow. Wow. I've ne- I've actually never been to England. Chris, have you been to England? Uh, you, no. No, no I, I'm, d- I'm actually I'm dying to go to England. <laughs> so I'll come for a visit. So there's there's
1: to. there's no requirement that you would ad- adopt an accent or anything when you move there? Or?
4: Well, no. You know, every once in a while, our children, who have spent most of their lives here, if not sure. all of their lives, come start sporting a bit of an English accent, <laughs> and... <clears throat> I assure them that they don't need to do that because we won that war. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you.
0: I love it. Well, the reason we're here today is obviously not not to talk about England, although I would, I would love to learn all about England. But it's to talk about this debate. And, um, you know, we were talking a little bit before the interview here. I think most readers of The Blaze and and most people who pay attention to the faith world know about this Debate that's been going on uh, over Dr. Hawkins, a professor at Wheaton College out in Illinois, who might lose her job after making some comments about um, Islam and Christianity. And so we're not going to talk as much about her case as we are really the broader discussion surrounding this issue of, you know, do Christians and Muslims worship the same God? And, you know, what's fascinating to me, Kevin, is how many people in the Christian Christian world say that they do, that this is the same God. So I'm going to just throw the question out to you. um, And obviously it's a very
4: loaded question. How would you respond to that? Well, if I only have a moment to answer um, because of the inherent ambiguity of the question, I would probably say no. But if I know that I can have a conversation with someone, I would even consider possibly saying yes, however, uh, and then qualifying that it just really depends on how much time i have to, to to discuss the issue right
0: yeah well that's what's interesting about this you know and again i don't want to spend too much time on her case per se i think the issue itself is a little more interesting but you know when you take to facebook and and there've been a lot of critics who've said well she kind of opened herself up to this because you know she went on facebook and made these comments and she was wearing a hijab during the christmas season the advent season to basically stand with muslims um You know, in solidarity, she said. But she makes this comment, you know, that that we worship the same God, you know. And I think that word same itself has been sort of a big point of contention contention. in this. Um, um, Do you think that was a mistake for her? That's the only other question I'll ask about, about Dr. Hawkins. But do you think that sort of framing it in that sense and putting it out there on social media maybe opened her up to some of these
4: problems? You know, I get the suspicion the impression that it was intentionally provocative. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the one hand, showing solidarity, um, and then saying something that sort of speaks solidarity um, with Muslims at the same time. Uh, But because of those words and the potential implications, depending on what she means by those words, again, the inherent ambiguity and even asserting that. Yeah. um, Depending on what it means, that could really put off a number of Christians. Um, And I think for a number of good reasons.
0: Yeah, and you know Wheaton's response, and I think a lot of Christians' response is sort of looking at this and saying, "Well, well, wait a minute. You know, Muslims don't embrace Jesus as the Son of God. They don't embrace the Trinity, and that's really a package deal for Christians. So, you know, when you answered no when I asked you initially, that's sort of the response that a lot of people gave. Well, no. When you really break it down, this it's not the same God because of that, because of those factors. How do you respond to that?
4: Yeah, I think f- there are a couple of different facets for this that are. Really important. Um, the first one is that very clearly, what Christians say about God and what Muslims say about God doesn't simply um, map onto each other. They're, they don't say the same thing. We do affirm monotheism. We believe that God is maximally powerful. We believe, again, there's only one God. We believe that this one God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or Abraham, Ishmael. Uh, Muhammad, um for them. Uh, so there there's a degree of affirming that um we're p- participating in sort of a broad Abrahamic tradition. um but uh, even affirming that, uh, I think we need to recognize that in biblical theology, it's possible um to worship God wrongly to the point where you offend him,
0: yeah, I, I think that's fa- I, I think that's fast that's a fascinating element here, right? because when, it, when you when you use the word worship, you're talking about the act of appealing to God, right? And, and when you're worshiping God, it's one thing to say you think that they think they're talking to the same God. but yeah, that's the fascinating piece to me is that in practice, when you take those actions and put them together, can they really be compared? and and as you noted in your piece, not just among um, you know Muslims and Christians, but among other you know sects and
4: denominations and and religions as well. Well, indeed. Um, so, you know, one of the ways that I approach this, it, it was an event that happened to me shortly after nine eleven. I was asked to um, come out to uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and speak at a church on the subject of Islam. And because I'd been studying the subject of Islam for quite some time, um, I felt like I could do that. But one of the very first questions came up was, you know, do Muslims and Christians worship the same God? And um, a minister who was in the room, the pastor of the church, um, I was going to say no, and he blurted out yes before I had a chance to respond. Hmm. That put me in a a tight spot. It made me just think for a moment, and quite honestly, I prayed really quickly, God, give me wisdom, I don't want to contradict the pastor. Um, But it made me remember a passage in the book of Acts, in Acts 17, where Paul is in Athens, and he talks to the Athenians And he says that they were an unknown God, and he's going to explain to them who this God is and what he is like. And so in Acts 17, Paul goes on to to correct their view of this unknown God, whom he says they worship. Um, But then he calls them to repentance, because what they've been saying about God doing for God is offensive to him, it's dishonoring to him, it's essentially blasphemous. Um, So in in a sense, something that I think Paul is tapping into in Acts 17 is the possibility that people could be worshipping the same God, but in a way that offends the Almighty, in a way that actually uh, brings forth uh, an answer of his wrath, rather than an answer of some sort of affirmation. So when we, we even ask the question, do Muslims and Christians worship the same God? If we say yes, uh, people naturally infer. What that means is that Muslims and Christians are, are both going to heaven. It doesn't matter that Muslims don't believe in, that Jesus is God or that they explicitly reject the Trinity. Uh, and this is the problem with this question. So if we say yes, there's a lot of other baggage and, and implications that come to people's minds, and that's where life gets really confusing. And I think this is probably why there's been such a strong reaction among certain Christians.
0: Yeah, and and you know, to your point, I think that's true. And I and I also think it's interesting. You mentioned that sort of the provocative nature of it. My first thought was, this is a very public proclamation. If you're doing something out of solidarity, and I can't judge somebody's heart because I don't know, it just seemed to be very out there and very pushed out there. Um, and look. You have an institution here that's trying to respect its own, you know, belief system and hold on to it in a world where that's difficult to do. And so they're they're in a tough position, Wheaton, because a lot of their donors and a lot of the people who are looking to them are looking at this and they're very frustrated and angry over it. So she almost put herself and and the institution in a really bad position, at least from the outsider's view, in, in my mind. But. Let me ask you one other thing, because I, I think this is kind of fascinating. Theologian Miroslav Volf, and I'm probably butchering his name, uh, but he one of his, one cri- of his critiques, critiques on this on. was that, hey, you know, Christians don't treat the Jewish God this way. They don't treat the, the God of the Old Testament this way. Um, and that he was saying there's a disconnect, that it's sort of unfair that they embrace the God of the Old Testament, but that they would look at this sort of differently when it comes to Islam.
4: How, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so it's a really interesting observation, and I think in a way it's going to have traction with a number of um, Christians today because a number of evangelical Christians have sort of granted amnesty to Jews who reject Jesus as the Messiah simply because they're Jews, and that's that's an interesting position to hold. But thinking of some biblical resources, um, first of all, the Apostle John says Um, in one of his letters, that he who does not have the son does not have the father either. Or Paul says in Romans 10, um, for I can testify about them, that is, the Jewish people, that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. That's Romans 10 too. That's a very interesting sort of statement But I think one of the oversights um, in both Wolf's uh, statement and others is that given um, the biblical understanding that Revelation is progressive and unfolding, we could say um, in the Old Testament, it was not clear that God is Trinitarian. There might be some hints here or there, but it's not nearly as clear as when you get into the New Testament. So what you can say there is that the the, the difference is with the Old Testament, it is ignorance because of unfolding revelation. But when it comes to Islam, it is not ignorance. It is ignoring. It is rejecting. um And it is contradicting. And so when it comes to um, Jewish people today who might reject Jesus as their Messiah, they're not in the same position as Moses. Moses lived before the Messiah came. They're living after the Messiah came, and I think that puts people in a different position because divine revelation is important and significant, and uh, it's what we, we answer for.
0: Yeah that's that's kind of fa- that's kind of fascinating to me and a really good response to that. And you know just internally as I was reading what he had to say about it I'm thinking well there's a much deeper connection obviously between the Old Testament God and and the beliefs and the promises of what's to come and you can get into a whole debate about where how people view Israel right now how the different views that Christians have about <laughs> Israel today but it it definitely didn't seem like a a, a equitable or a fair comparison um, for for a variety of reasons, at least in my mind.
4: Yeah, I don't think that it's properly analogous, because one is prior to the coming of Jesus, the other is subsequent to the coming of Jesus. And I think Jesus makes a whole world of difference. I think that he is the crux of history. um, And how we respond to him is very significant, which of course is sort of a subplot throughout the entirety of the New Testament, right? And then when it comes to Islam, one of the profound things to note about Islam is that it does not continue actually biblical tradition the way we might think that it does. And I can show this, I think, in just a few simple ways. One, it doesn't carry on the revelatory tradition. Muslims do not acknowledge the Bible. They acknowledge that most was given in the Torah and David the Psalms and Jesus the gospel, but they don't think that what was given to them corresponds very well to what we have in the Bible today. The Bible has been radically corrupted. And so you don't have continuity terms of revelatory deposit and you don't have continuity in terms of things like human nature. The New Testament acknowledge that humans are sinful. Think even way back to um, uh, Genesis uh, and, and Noah and the flood where God says the thoughts of human hearts are wicked all the time. You can think of Paul in Romans through saying that all have sinned, but Islam teaches that humans are born um, in a state of fit, which is a sort of a, uh, a state of being a Muslim it's not even a neutral state. It's a state that's inclined towards the one true God, um, or Allah, as, as they want to to conceive of him. Hmm. Um, so, But that's a different view of human nature. And the Old Testament focuses on sacrifice for, for being reconciled with God. The New Testament does with Jesus as well. But Islam doesn't. It's it's a different system. And so I think that what you, you have is you have something that's clearly derivative of the Abrahamic tradition, but it is now distortive, it is departed, and it's deviant in a number of very profound ways. And this is why we recognize that Islam doesn't teach all the same stuff that Christianity does, or even that that Old Testament religion does.
1: Right. So I I think that's... uh, how do you respond to people, uh, Kevin, who say that this is um this is not a why is this so important to talk about i mean i have my thoughts and, and i'll put it out there uh, the story that billy was talking about earlier with dr hawkins uh, you cannot treat something like this so cavalierly as to say yeah we all worship the same god. in my opinion can't treat it cavalierly just say yeah we all worship the same god because you're putting people's souls at stake um, i think it's an important discussion to have and i think it's important to delineate differences between faiths and and if if indeed we don't worship the same God, to point that out, it's not that doesn't meant to hurt anybody's feelings. It's meant to say this is the truth, and here's and here's what it means for you for for you now and for you a hundred years from now.
4: Yeah, um, uh, I think that that's a very good point um, because of the that has percolated forth from her public statements. Um, I think it was certainly not prudent for her to state it the way she did, or even as succinctly as she did. I think it's something that warrants um, further clarification if she's going to even make that statement. But you know, beyond that, um, I think that uh, this is a very good subject for us to explore. I think just to clarify the situation Um, One does not have to don a hijab. I can't. Muslims wouldn't appreciate that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And it it is not necessary for me to say we worship the same God. In order for me to actually show care my Muslim neighbor Mm -hmm. who is deserving of generosity just as my other neighbors are, I don't have to put on a show. I can actually just simply show that I care for them, without making it some sort of drama. Right. Yeah, it became a
0: spectacle. I mean, it, it really became has become a spectacle now. And there are, I guess, what you're saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> there are better ways. There are better ways to show solidarity and treatment of people who you're who you're worried about. I mean, her whole fear is, you know, Muslims are being treated badly. She wants to stand with them. Well, I could think of about a hundred other ways that you could stand with them in a way that has more impact. Than creating this massive national drama. Um, not that she intended to do that, but that's what's happened here.
4: Well, it certainly has happened. But you know, things, events like this remind me of the movement Kony 2012, where, you know, thousands of people on Facebook change their profile pics. Um, they say they're all for this movement. We've got to get rid of Kony, uh, the um, the warlord in in Africa and. You know, everyone felt like they were doing something good because they pressed like or shared a meme, Um, but it ends up being really superficial. I think that merely putting on the hijab, merely stating that we worship the same God is not the same as actually caring for your neighbors. Again, it is a bit of a spectacle, but it's sort of loving people with words, not in deeds. Um, I I feel like it would be more significant to participate in some efforts that maybe um, reinforce the fact that uh, American citizens who are Muslims are deserving of um, uh, equality before the law just as much as every other citizen is. I think that is very important. I think it's important f- for, for me as an evangelical Christian to say that I believe the rule of law is so important that I want to make sure that we're upholding it when it comes to Muslim citizens, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's a whole lot more important than me changing my dress style for a season. Sure. Well, and
1: and I think that, in fact, I would say that the actions—and and we can read, you know, throughout the letters in the New Testament—that the actions are, are, what, are where our faith is expressed, and, and that indeed doing just simple little um, we-all-worship-the-same-God kind of stuff and that sort of thing is, is in fact, is— uh, deteriorates faith, that that it causes people to stumble, that it can lead people astray, and in fact can wind up with with you having your own millstone
4: around your neck, I would suppose. Well, it's an unfortunate thing what has transpired. I don't know all the details. I don't think that Wheaton has divulged all the details. Um, I get the impression there's a bit of a history behind this. Um, But you know what would be really interesting is if Professor Hawkins could come and show solidarity with Wheaton, and with evangelicals yeah. as well, and make a public statement in that, in that respect and really go out of her way to say, no, I'm actually one of you. I'm sorry that this has been so provocative. I'm more than happy to clarify these things because I, I don't want to just show solidarity with you. I am one of you. Right. Um, so I want to I apologize uh, for the problems that I've caused. Let's see if we can reconcile. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and
1: I don't. I don't want her to say. I don't want her to say if she doesn't
0: mean it. Well, things have broken down there. It seems. I mean, right now, as we record this, they've basically there's no agreement. They can't come to an agreement, and she's flabbergasted. She said that was I think the word she used yesterday that they're recommending her termination. So I mean, I don't see this ending well. And really, the way these things, uh, Wheaton's probably going to end up not looking great in the eyes of the public who don't understand the issue. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see. I, I, I will say she was respectful in a lot of her interviews. But, yeah, I haven't heard her say, and maybe she has, I just haven't heard it, you know, hey, I'm sorry that this has erupted into what it has. Instead, it's sort of been let's double down. And, and you know, they, she keeps saying that this has been the traditional understanding that Christians have had. And I just think that that line using the word same is way too, it's just so limited, but it carries so much weight with it. And and I that's why we're having this discussion right now. <laughs>
4: Yeah. You know, there's something that is interesting. If we can go back for a moment to um, Professor Wolf's uh, um, remarks. He's written on the subject. He wrote a book called Allah, and then he edited a book on um, uh, worshipping the same God, um, or Same God, I think was the title of it. Um, Miroslav argues in his writings that the only way we're going to be able to have peace with Muslims socially, internationally, uh, communally, is if we recognize that we do worship the same God and because we are monotheists and we believe that God is maximally powerful, is the God of Abraham and clearly it is the same God and this is the only way, he says, that we can have peace with each other. And and the thing that's interesting about that is that that then leaves out Hindus. Mm-hmm. Um, And so my question for him is, is that really the lynchpin? Because what are you going to do with Hindus? What are you going to do with Buddhists? Um, So Muslims can't get with them because they don't worship the same God? Or they're not monotheists? Or they don't, you know, appeal to the God of Abraham? Um, I'm just not persuaded that this thesis is correct. And I really don't think it's very practical either. Um, And again, I... I um, I don't think it's necessary. Right. If we can't have peace on other grounds, just on the grounds of civility, right. um, then that th- I think conjuring up some sort of pseudo agreement, right. otherwise, right. is is really not going to get us there. Right?
1: How about how about peace for the sake of peace? Perhaps you know, <laughs> why, why can't well, we appeal yeah, to our, the, appeal to humanity?
4: Well, and I I think that in all of this, um. I think it's important for us to recognize that even in the midst of disagreeing uh with the way Professor Hawkins has done this, or even how Wheaton has responded, um, that something that's very important uh to recall is that all human beings are made in the image of God. Right. And that's something worth acknowledging, even if we do have theological disagreements. Even atheists are, you know, they're they bear the image of God, whether they acknowledge that or not. And as a Christian, that means something to me. That means that, that I answer to my creator for how I treat them, for the things I say about them and how I care about them and the generosity that I show. And how I might even have to labor to make sure that the rule of law is applied appropriately to them and uh, <clears throat> as, as well as to every other American citizen. Yep. Well, listen, Kevin, this has been great.
0: We're going to have to have you back because you are clearly a million times more knowledgeable than Chris or I. You could just take the show over and talk about all these things. Um, but no, we definitely look. We, have, we deal with a lot of topics that are, are, are heavier like this. And I think people like you, we love to have on. So I appreciate you taking the time and, and we'd love to have you back.
4: It's been a pleasure. I look forward
0: to doing that. All right. All right. Thank you very much. We we'll Make sure we link out to your piece, too, so people can read that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Kevin.
4: Perfect. You're very welcome. Bye-bye
2: now. Bye-bye. The church boys. Back to the church
1: boys. So, Billy, you told me you had to go to the the dentist uh, today, so it's just kind of interrupting recording things, which is fine. Um, You're usually a a problem and a hindrance in me trying to do anything successful at all. Uh, But you have a cracked tooth
0: is that what you said before we went to break? So, I was leisurely biting into a Mentos Fresh Mint, and so the, I first, thought it would be there's soft. Your first pro,
1: there's your first problem. Mentos are disgusting. Why are you they putting, are. Why are you, putting that, why are you putting that in your mouth? Why are you putting that in your mouth in the first place? What are the disgusting well, things do you put in your mouth? I'm crying out loud. That's it's said. ridiculous.
0: <sighs> <sighs> you could be on. Well, so, apparently the tooth had damage to it, so it would have cracked eventually. Anyway, okay. but it's a really I have a huge filling in that tooth like a good portion of the tooth is a filling uh-huh. which is a which is a problem it's right. a molar and so I always knew eventually this is gonna be a problem so now a big enough piece of the tooth cracked off as gross as this is that it's sort of like okay you you almost lost your tooth let's say like you almost would sort have of had it pulled but we can do a number of things so they need basically they need to dig into the tooth to figure out what they need to do next but <laughs> you it's it's annoying Like I've, ne- <laughs> I've never had anything but i had one tooth pulled and i've had fillings this is like a whole new world and it's very expensive and annoying um so yeah i cracked a tooth and i'm not happy about it i think you should have now did you do this over christmas was this a christmas a christmas
1: mento yes yes yeah. ruined christmas by cracking your teeth
0: well every year i crack my tooth on something yeah. last year i cracked That's it on for, a on christmas. nip a nip i don't even know what they are oh, it's like, like the, like the a coffee nip candy nips? the coffee nip candies Right. My mom bought them Again, me, but they another apparently, old, were another like 14 years old. Another old person candy. Right. Right. And I, you keep, I, do you keep lemon, it, you you keep lemon drops
1: in your purse, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> a little plastic baggie.
0: Oh, whatever. And, um, <coughs> oh, why don't you, you just need have, to get that cough? Why, did why didn't you just have it pulled?
1: Why don't you just have it pulled, the
0: tooth? Because I don't want to be missing a tooth. Can't you put a bridge in or something? What does that even mean? I don't somebody know. Says a bridge? Put, like put a little gap,
1: a face, a space filler in there.
0: Like so, a your, teeth, like, your teeth, are
1: are in co- your teeth are still in constant movement. So if you take a tooth out, you're going to wind up with a gap that then other teeth move to kind of fill, and you're going to have some issues back there. And well, your bite part of will, the problem, your bite will be all
0: screwed up because your top teeth won't meet your
1: bottom teeth correctly.
0: Well, part of the problem too is I have a lot of teeth issues. I just spent seven thousand five hundred dollars on braces like a couple of years ago. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh,
1: you had braces when I met you, I think.
0: They were ceramic, so they were hard to see. But yes, I did have them, and so I spent all this money on that. So I, that would really mess <laughs> things up. But either way, I have the issue of when this dental work is done, like do the retainers. I have to wear retainers for yeah. the rest of my life at night. Are they going to keep the teeth where they need to be? Ugh. So it's annoying. It is. It's terrible. It's awful.
1: So that's how you ruined Christmas. Did you do anything fun over Christmas at all?
0: Yeah, I saw family. I mean, it, it was fun. It, I'll, it's, re, it's, I'll,
1: I'll re-ask the question. Did you do anything
0: fun over <laughs> Christmas at all? It's chaos. The, yeah. the holidays are chaos. You know, they're fun. It's nice. Yeah. But it's you're exhausted at the end of the vacation because it wasn't a vacation. Right. And you traveled? Um. Yeah, we drove oh, about okay, six then, hours right, away. We, did, we didn't do what you guys did, which was like the American experience. We, dro- like,
1: we drove six hours and then we flew across the country, we flew back across the country, and then drove another six to eight hours home. Yeah, it was it You was, guys are crazy. I don't know pleasure. who you know, would my, do that with three I've, kids. I've decided listen and you know me, I don't like creating more laws. I think there should be fewer laws. I don't like government telling them what to do, but I think it's about time that we create a law that if you're going to have a guest bedroom with a bed in it, you ought to be required to have a mattress that's less than forty years old. <laughs> 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 I swear. One house I stayed in, it's a family's house. And they were lovely. I and mean, it was a nice. We had a nice time. It was great being with, you know, in-laws and my sister, my wife's family. <coughs> but one place where my, where my, I stayed at my in-laws' house the first few nights in in Idaho. And I, saw, I was like sleeping on a, a bag of socks. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I tell my wife that every time. She tells, of course, my wife says something to my mom. Chris didn't sleep well because the mattress is so uncomfortable. So then they're like, well, you guys can have our room. It's like, no, I don't want to kick you out of your room. I just want to, I'll buy you a new mattress. No, we're not going to let you buy a mattress. I will buy you a new mattress. Oh, so your when mother-in-law we come visit, sounds
0: oddly like my mother.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so, the, and so I then can't. we, and then we, we stayed in Georgia and my, my sister-in-law's place in Georgia is right on the Chattahoochee river. I mean, it's a beautiful and their house is beautiful and it looks over the lake, but it's not big enough to hold everybody. Well, the people who the, the neighbors don't actually live in the house that, that it's kind of just a weekend home or a lake home kind of thing, a river home, you know? And so we rented that house, uh, to stay in. So some of the people, some of the families stayed in that house, which is right next door, which is, which is, is a great setup. it was nice because it gave us two homes, gave us places to spread out, lots of yard to play. And the kids loved it. It was 80 degrees all week. It was fantastic. But the bed sounds that like my, you had a nice time. The, the bed that my wife and I had to sleep on, it wasn't. It wasn't like a bag of of socks. It was more like if you took a bunch of towels and just stacked them. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. I get terrible. joy picturing you being uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable all the time. Like I'm always in pain. But this was awful. <laughs> it was really really bad.
0: There is nothing worse than that, too. And there's no, like, if it's more than one night, there's nothing to look forward to. It's like, oh, tonight I'm sleeping on the towels again.
1: Well, well, and my, I mean, my wife doesn't fully understand because I've got back issues and shoulder issues from dislocating my shoulders and that kind of thing, just from sports and stuff. And just, I've, I've, I've abused my body. And now I pay for it when I sleep in, you know, on, on a bag of socks, you know. Anyway, so my wife says I'm a baby. She's probably right. But anyway, so I didn't mean to really go off on that rant there. Um oh, I'm just getting a message from Michael Palka that he has found the his cheerleader picture. Did you see that back and forth today? I don't listen. Ma- Mike- I'm not I don't pay attention Mike- to you or Michael Palka. Michael Palka and- was a cheerleader. Did you know that? I, he's been everything and mason Michael goes Falcon. mason says were you a male cheerleader and i'm like dude what other cheerleader could he have been
0: <laughs> a female
1: cheerleader <laughs> anyway apparently mike has found the cheerleader pick that i was insisting on seeing so we'll see if i can't get that up on blaze Bla sometime anyway you wanted to call carly do you still want to call carly no okay. i'm done I'm quit abusing her all right i'm out there was one you there, there was one more story you wanted to do before we go. Um, Remember? I'm in still. The
0: pastor, you know, was found not guilty. Your story, your yes. bad story, the one yes. you love yes. more than yes. anything. Pastor James McConnell, the pastor who <laughs> was <laughs> on trial—if you could imagine that—in um, Northern Ireland, where apparently a First Amendment is probably somewhere in between the towels that you and your wife were sleeping on, um, and or just does not exist, was on trial because he violated a Communications Act, and it was the 2003 Communications Act, if I recall, um, in the UK, which. Right. Basically, bans distributing hateful messages because he, look, he said some things about Islam that were controversial, um, most certainly, but that, you well, not, know, the theology the, of them is not. It's not the UK, isn't it? Isn't it in Ireland? What? Northern Ireland.
1: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Northern Ireland.
0: Um, and, you know, basically said Islam was spawned in the pit of hell. That that was basically <laughs> the, the sentiment of it. Um, I'm actually trying to pull up the quotes right now because they're actually really funny. But it was a sermon that he had delivered at his church. It was streamed over the Internet, and that, and that was the problem, that it was streamed over the Internet and distributed in that way. That's what violated the Communications Act. Um, and let's see here. I have what he said. I am pulling it up. He said... The Muslim religion was created many hundreds of years after Christ. Muhammad, the Islam prophet, was born around the year uh, A.D. 570, but Muslims believe that Islam is the true religion. Um, Now, people say there are good Muslims in Britain. That may be so, but I don't trust them. He said, Islam's ideas about God, about humanity, about salvation are vastly different from the teaching of the Holy Scripture. Islam is heathen. Islam is satanic. Islam is a doctrine (laughs) spawned in hell. Um, Now he's old okay so you know he's not that that what that means is i don't know that he realized he's like 78 years old that you know you're streaming this online you're violating the law there now why that violates the law i don't understand right. that's a bigger that's right. a different issue but but he was actually uh, he was accused of sending or causing to be sent by means of public electronic communications network a message or other matter that was grossly offensive so you actually can get in trouble for being grossly offensive which means this show would never air in northern ireland right right
1: so okay so here's here's so why was it i was trying to figure out why was he found like what was the what was the judge's response and the judge said Um, he says the courts need to be very careful not to criminalize speech which however contemptible is no more than offensive right it's not the task of the criminal law to censor offensive under utterances Good for him.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, it's just, biz- it's a bizarre case. Northern Ireland has had some other issues too. They have that bakery that didn't want to make a pro gay cake and, right. you know, the Asher's Bakery. And we've covered that extensively and talked about it on the show. And, you know, look, some of these issues have happened here, not this sort of issue. It, although you've got Loretta Lynch saying that certain, and I think she's talking about far more elevated rhetoric, but right. it gets dangerous when you jump into this. Oh, well, if it's grossly offensive and if it upsets these people, you know, we have to crack down on it. Look, I don't like Westboro Baptist Church. Um, and I'm sure I'll be getting a shout out for saying that because they basically like follow everything we do. Um <laughs> They're they're our they, number one listeners right after Pedro. They they have the right. Um, they have the right to to believe and say the insane things they believe and say, and we don't have to like it. We can find it offensive. We could find it mortifying right. and terrible. But it, but unless there's a danger being posed, or they're yelling fire in a crowded movie theater, they have the right to do it. Right. Hmm. Interesting.
1: All right. Well, this is. Do good. you disagree?
0: Do you disagree with that? No, I don't.
1: I was trying to. There was a case. There's a statement or something earlier this week where some somebody of some import or some fame said something about free. You know. The First Amendment doesn't protect offensive speech or you know mean speech or something. What do you remember what it was? It was this no, Tune out week. that sort of idiocy. <laughs> I do. I do remember what you're talking about. though. I don't remember who it was. I guess so. That's fine. Anything else then? You uh, totally no, lost I energy. Think, we um, took that break and you totally lost energy.
0: It's I like think we n- need to do two shows next nap, week because we out. didn't do that this week.
1: Do two shows next week? Are you making yeah. a promise to people that you're ready to break? Then I think we need to do it. All right, I think we should do. We'll get that. You know what? We got an interview coming up with that movie people. The the movie about the movie. Yes, the movie. What's the movie again? Yellow Day. We got. A, Yellow we Day. have an interview. Which coming actually up looks about interesting. It. it does. It's it does. So, so we'll try. Maybe we'll get that into a show next week. Then. Oh, we'll and we're also a, trying to get show. Nancy Grace on still. Oh, oh, it's an oh, ever and, never ending process. Oh, man, I tell you, oh, I'd love to have her on. Hey, baby.
0: You're really awkward. Come on, um, come on the show, baby. Nancy,
1: this is my this is <laughs>
0: my plea. Nancy,
1: read your Bibles. Nancy, baby, come on the show. Read your Bibles. Make trying me to end make this. me a happy. Make me a happy. I moment. went out. And who else do we have next week? You, you rescheduled. me. we're supposed to re- oh, record him. Rafael
0: re- Cruz. Hopefully, we'll have on next week. He stood us up today. Um. <laughs> well, he didn't stand us up. We were
1: there. Was mixed signals. Um, you were late, by the way, as per usual. Trying to get to, it, and then you tried to reschedule, and it didn't work out we
0: were stood up, but, um, (laughs) and, and (laughs) uh, no, he was unreachable because he has a new book out and he's very busy. I'm not saying I, I look, I've interviewed him. He's a really interesting guy. Um, I wouldn't say we were stood up. I would say there was a miscommunication, yes. which is a nice way of saying we were stood up. So we will be back next week. <laughs> Billy's really trying to get
1: out of here, and I'm, I'm dragging it out to make him uncomfortable. <laughs> it goal, doesn't make me uncomfortable because, goal,
0: honestly, I've burped on the air.
1: Okay. My My goal is to get Ted or Rafael
0: Cruz to call Ted Cruz while we're on the air. And then my goal is to get Ted Cruz to conference in Marco Rubio. Yes. Oh, you know what I really want
1: Raphael to do, Mr. Cruz to do to his son, is to do something to tell some story that will totally tank Ted Cruz's chances. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge Ted Cruz fan. Like, can wait, you imagine what's the most embarrassing if, thing well, Ted Cruz, well, your yes, son Ted ever did? Tell us, a, tell us some story you've never told anybody else. It's just, it was so embarrassing, right? And then he tells it, and this show causes a major, uh, you know, political power to, to fall. Wouldn't that be
0: fun? <laughs> well, look, I mean, if I could do it to
1: f- somebody else, it'd be great. I don't want to do that to Cruz, but
0: oh, look at your bias. Uh-huh. Um, I'm Sorry. fine with doing I that to Cruz or anybody for that uh, matter. I, I would do it to anybody. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I'm kidding. I don't think we should tank anybody's career, but I think a comical story that causes slight embarrassment that yes. will. In a few days go away, nobody will care about his it. fine. And okay, that's what we then, should aim for. Okay. Let's
1: let's let's aim for just mediocre bottom of the barrel kind of thing. Let's just do There we that. go. Don't aim high, belly. All right. Any other advice for the peeps out there, Belly?
0: Um don't host oh, sorry. use your umbrellas.
1: <laughs> and watch making watch, a oh, wait, watch wait, mm.
0: wait, what were you just gonna say watch? That's what I was gonna say. Okay, do that. And listen to oh yeah, and listen to that interview that we've got out there too. Yes, you have to do that It's fascinating. you have to. And prepare yourselves for the coming of Full House, rebooted Fuller House. Can we get,
1: can we get Candace on to talk about that?
0: Is she on in it? Fact, in fact, I'm going to go see Candace at The View next week, and I will convince her to come. Wait, the show. are you going to be on The View, or are you just going to go to No, the no, no. They don't let people like me on The View. But I'm going to go and watch her. it in the audience. It's okay. So see if we can get her on to talk about Full She's on
1: it, right? The new Full House show. Yes. Yes, okay. she's the star of it. All right, so let's see if we can get her on to
0: talk about that. That sounds
1: wonderful. Would that be okay with you? All right. So do something productive in the in the next few days that maybe helps us be successful.
0: Oh, and I'm really trying to get Juanita Broderick to come on our show. I don't think that she wants to, but I'm going to keep trying.
1: Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're just so ready to get out of here. You got to do insurance crap. So have a, have a good time. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. <laughs>